Hello and welcome to Frankfurt Fridays. This is Father Patrick Mikowskis broadcasting from St. Dominic Priory in St. Louis, Missouri. Here's our prayer for today. God of every season, you give us autumn as a reward for surviving the summer heat. I will not take this time for granted. Though the days are shorter, my need for peace grows deeper, and I know it is a peace that only you can bring. Overhead, I see the migrating birds and a withering sun struggling to warm the earth. I too need the warmth that your grace provides. In this cherished season, let your light find me in the growing darkness. Amen. That prayer uh, reminds me of something I'm reading right now. It's called Migrations. It's a novel. And it's, uh, it's, a, it's I wouldn't say it's post-apocalyptic. It's, it's post-climate uh, change to it, the extreme. And everything is, all the animals, we seem to be doing okay for the, for the time being. Human, we meaning the humans, but all the animals are dying around them in this book. It's quite touching. I recommend it. Somebody asked me if I was going to do an, a broad a podcast on um, uh, my books, book reading suggestions. And I, I, I have to check on the last time I did that. If anybody knows right off the, the top of their head, send me an email because I, I, I do read quite a bit. I, I want to pick up wherever I left off on my last suggestions. So Today is going to be a reading for the Sunday readings, and it's a lot about our inability to change and our resistance to hear wisdom and good suggestions and our inability to so often to compromise and our unwillingness to change, which of course can be a very tough thing. And yet it's almost constant in our lives, even when we don't want it. But it is something that we are often called to do. And actually it's something that we are expected to do. We are all called to a constant state of change. And in the church, we call it conversion. We are called to, to, to be on this journey towards God and that that the expectation is that we will change all along the way so a little story about myself some of you know this especially if you heard the earlier parts of my podcast when it was very much autobiographical there's a time in my life when I prefer um, maybe sometimes not to talk about it because I would like you to think that I was just this very holy person all my life but there was a time when it was very different. You know, I had a long career in political life, and I sometimes get pulled back into to trying to keep up with all that's going on in Washington. It's not necessarily the best thing for me because I have a lot more important things to be doing these days. Um, it, I, I, I found it exciting. I found it rewarding. But like a great many things, there are all s sorts of sides to it. And there was to my life as well. It was a challenging and exciting time to be in Washington, but it was also a life that seemed to be taking me more and more away from what truly mattered. 
and that's my journey towards God, our journey towards God. I was living a life that was very self-centered and that was ignoring the people that loved me and that I cared about. And most importantly, and I, it's painful to admit, it led me to a life that uh, where you would, you would find that God was almost totally absent. So then there was this one night in Washington, D.C. when I was confronted by, and I'll call them prophets, keeping with today's reflection of the gospel reading for this 27th Sunday in Advent. And then, of course, they were friends. And they helped to see me rather starkly, see me rather starkly, that my life was headed in a direction that was going to result in very possibly my losing everything that mattered to me, my family, my friends, the job that I had. And those friends, those prophetic truth-speaking friends literally pulled me from the abyss abyss, and helped me on, on a, to a different path, a path that would eventually lead me to be able to hear clearly God's call. It took 12 years, though. It took that long to clear out the ears that were all stopped up with all kinds of garbage that I had let collect in them, garbage that the culture had filled them with, but that I had let the culture fill willingly. And what was better and more attractive and more fun and more exciting was what I chose. But in the end, it really felt empty and wanting. We can all do that, can't we? We can let all sorts of distractions pull us away from the truth and the light and in my ministries in the past, especially when I was ministering to, to college students, we can see these distractions powerfully at play. And it was in those experiences of ministry when I thought about that night in Washington, D.C. and those prophets I had. We make choices. Sometimes we make choices that aren't good for us. Why? Well, even St. Paul said, why do I do the things I don't want to do? So what do we hear this week in these readings? We hear stories about prophets being sent to tell the truth, because that's the role of prophets. And the fact that God had sent prophets to, be, to, to instruct the people on how they were to live and God cared for them and nourished them and cherished them. But that we heard we were sinners and we rejected that truth. We rejected the way that Jesus had set out for us. We refused to hear where God was calling because we had filled our ears with other things, selfish things instead of things that would bring us the peace and happiness that God desires for all of us. And when I'm talking about we, I'm talking about the people at the time of the, the, when the, the, the Holy Bible was written. And what we reject, reject what we accept all those other things in, all, in our lives, all those worldly distractions, we reject Jesus and all the good news he brought us, the way as the early Christians called it. They weren't called Christians at first. They were called followers of the way. And we become those who Jesus quotes in the gospel. 
when we don't follow the way. We reject what could and should be the cornerstone in our lives. We hear this in the gospel reading. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. By the Lord has this been done, and it is wonderful in our eyes. But the good news is that the way isn't complicated. And I guess we know that, don't we? It might not be complicated, but it can be difficult because it may call us to change, and that can be hard. And I was just reading an article this morning in the New York Times about from, uh, by David Leonhardt about how our elected leaders need to understand that they've got to change in order to get through the mess that they have created. They're all going to have to change and they're going to have to compromise to get there. So it can be difficult, but it's not impossible. Let's remember what Paul said to the Philippians. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. Then the God of peace will be with you. Let us pray for that for all of us, for all who have been given the privilege to serve us. It can be messy. It can be difficult. But it's not impossible. God bless you all.